want to hear about what you're doing because I remember we kind of met through Clubhouse <laughs> and you were like leading the Catch the yeah. Compliments room, right? Just like spreading positivity in this time where everybody was like, I don't know, there was a lot of fear going around, you know, a lot of people like just didn't know what was going on. And depending on your personality or, you know, how people take this sort of stuff, like the unknown and fear, I think a lot of people were, I don't know, just brought kind of like dark, hope, maybe hopeless feelings for some people, you know, and then obviously people sort of isolating yeah. themselves um, and quarantining. So it was, yeah, that was dope. Like, you know, bringing kind of like that positivity and just bringing connection and just uplifting people. And then I know, you know, you connected with yeah. Kiki for Art Basel. So kind of. <laughs> Thanks to you. Like Thanks to you. House. I mean, you could touch before and how it all came about. But yeah, I kind of want to hear more about how that came about and, you know, what you're doing now with it and the goals and everything. Yeah. So, well, first, I, I want to thank you for putting this together for me because, you know, you're one of the people that I look to for wisdom. You know, I know sometimes I'm like bugging you. Everybody offer me some words of wisdom with oh this situation God. right here. So thank you. And um, so, okay, so Clubhouse. I had no intentions on being on the app. And reason being is because I just did it. I thought it was like a weird app. And right. I'm a hyper networker in person. So I didn't really need the app. You know, I know... I know places I could go where I could meet certain people, LinkedIn, you know, whatever. So when I got on, I, I I saw how people were so engaged with one another. And, you know, at that time, I I didn't have any intentions of right. anyone getting to know me. So I had like a, a catfish, <laughs> I had a catfish photo. And then I also had like, you know, like my entertainment name, which some of my folks in the entertainment business know that name. But pretty much it's like, I was just on it, just <laughs> causing, raising havoc, like roasting people. I didn't, I didn't think to do anything positive. I just wanted to let off steam because you're right. At that time, everyone was scared. I remember I was supposed to get hired for two one full-time position and then a recurring, I was supposed to be slated as a recurring guest for the Lord Sears special on Shea 45 Sears XM. And then that same week, that's when they announced in New York City that the lockdown was about to take place. So when that happened, I was like, damn, I was, I was upset. So I was just roasting people <laughs> on there. But then I was like, let me, let me be funny nice. and roast people with compliments. And yeah, that day changed my life. And I decided to do it in a way where I incorporated what I know, which is entertainment. And now we're reaching so many people and spreading a message where it's coming through to me. I mean, through from me, from God, authentically. So it's not coming from like a fake space or like a place where it's like, oh, let me do something positive. It's really coming from a space of authenticity, genuineness, and just the heart of serving other people so that's that's how that came about and now we're doing live events micro festivals i'm getting invited to speak to speak at panels but prior to that i've always been getting invited to speak at panels because of my background in entertainment and yeah like just spreading the the message of good vibes and uplifting people through words of affirmation nice. and through the so arts. somebody asked what clubhouse was so i guess maybe that would be important oh that's <laughs> great great 
Okay. So Brick is a part of Clubhouse, actually. Oh, He's right. a comedian. Okay. He's been on different, yeah, networks. Right. So shout out to Brick. And he's talking about the pretzel picture that I have, the avatar. But Clubhouse is an app, a social, a drop-in audio app. And basically, it's like tele, like a whole conference telephone app where people could just talk about anything at any given time, make rooms, discuss any topic from politics to God. When's the last and time? That's pretty much what yeah, Clubhouse is. And that's where I met Eric. Oh, so knowing that I was going to talk to you about it, I knew you were going <laughs> to, like, you know, ask the question. Oh, wow. So I got on it today just to see, you know, who was on it. But I, I uh, didn't yeah, see. I was wonder, like, I haven't been on it going for on. like maybe a year. Like I, I haven't had it on my phone since I got a new phone two phones ago. Something. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. yeah. I don't like. Yeah, it was crazy because at that time it was like this timely, perfect, you know, perfectly timed thing. It was crazy. It was and timely, then, yeah. Was like, yeah, catch me on Clubhouse, like whatever. And then I just never really heard about it again, you know? So, and then I guess there was also, yeah, like, I mean, I agree. once it started dying down, there's, like, a lot of, like, negative rooms, you know? Like, I would I would only see people posting, like, I don't know, just, like, a lot of anti-Jewish stuff. And I don't know. That's us. Uh, it was, like, really that's crazy. horrible. Like, people would just, right? Like, there were rooms called, like, was Hitler right and stuff. It was, like, a lot of them. Like, not, like, one Oh, of them, my you know? God. It's crazy. So I'm like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm good. No, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't blame <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but okay, so what is catch? Like, what does that look like when you're doing it like live in person? Like, is that you or everybody's kind of sharing? Like, yeah, what is walk us through that? Yeah, so it, it's many different components because I'm, I am a firm believer that you can make all of the plans that you want, but really, it's what god says in the end will happen so it's it's a mixture of planning programmed festival as well as a lot of impromptu um situations and what do they call it in comedy <laughs> improv right. yeah a lot of improv and yeah so so before we used to compliment each other in a form of affirmations and in the room we would do poetry but we would recite poetry dedicate beats if you made a beat you would dedicate a beat to somebody or sing to them and it would uplift people's spirits so how that looks like in person is you know there'd be a keynote speaker from a therapist a licensed therapist speaking on the topic of self-care mental wellness mental health and how important it is to be mindful and practice stillness you know especially if you're in the field that we're both in which is entertainment you have to since it's so like busy and staticky sometimes with everything that's going on learning how to balance that you know that static or that busyness with mindfulness and stillness so that you could balance yourself out and we're not a toxic we're not a toxic positive movement because uh, I, I, I do acknowledge that, you know, we have bad days. Like I have bad days, you have bad days where I'm not necessarily 100% and I don't show up 100%, but it's okay because I don't wake up every, I wake up every day with a pure heart, you know, not intentionally hurting people. And so, yeah, so we'll, we'll sing. It'll be like a festival where book like five to six artists and they'll sing and you know something positive positive content positive songs and up more uplifting i would use the word more uplifting than positive so uplifting songs 
things to uplift the spirit of a human being. Yeah. That that's what that's, my God so is. So I notice you're like a lot of God Thank consciousness. You. Like you're, you know, when you speak, you're bringing in God and how like you know you're navigating thing, things through the connection with God, which is dope. So I'd love to hear like kind of your background and maybe just. I love hearing different people's like spiritual teachings. Like what, what was maybe like a spiritual teaching that like super resonates with you that you like bring into just your daily life? Yeah, what do you mean? Like a, a practice? I mean, however that you take I it, do. it's cool. But whether it's like a practice or just, it could be, you know, a lot of people have like verses from Psalms or I don't know, just some sort of teaching maybe that just kind of like resonates. Oh. And just, you know, moving through difficult times even just like that kind of verse or that teaching or something that you know you stick to or just kind of be mindful of oh yeah there's a yeah there's a couple i can't think off of the top of my head when it comes to like uh scripture but there's one thing that i live by and i always say it to myself when i'm when i feel like everything is in shambles and everything works out in the end even though in reality it seems like everything's falling apart i remain in faith and at the end of it everything works out fine and you know like you kind of saw a glimpse of that right. and you know god will bring yeah like god will bring people into your life to make sure that as long as you have faith to make sure that your visions materialize and he doesn't forsake you so one of the things that i live by is i don't see what i see you know, I don't see what others see, or I don't even see what I see in reality on this earth. I see what God has given me to see. So basically what that means for me is, although, you know, we may be facing some type of difficulty and all these challenges and obstacles are in front of us, we can't focus on that. We have to focus on God's promise for us. So that's basically one of the main things that I live by whenever times get rough, because again, you know, it's not a perfect life. You're, you're going to have good times, bad times, obstacles, as well as, and, you know, an easy day sometimes. But what keeps me going is that mind frame, that mentality of, you know, not paying attention to the challenges and the obstacles. I mean, acknowledge it, but know that if you have faith that's bigger than a mustard seed, you could overcome and achieve anything that you put your mind to with, you know, Keeping God. So yeah, I was thinking like Basel for a second because when you were hitting me up for like venues and stuff, and then thankfully I worked with Kiki. But I was like, damn, you're really cutting it close. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you got like strong faith, and like <laughs> thankfully, you know, we made it happen. But I was like, damn, this is like a lot of faith, like cutting it down to like you know two weeks before or something. And then it all worked out. But yeah, it's like a good yeah. like, real life example. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, that like what you're saying reminds me of two things. One, this verse actually in Psalms, which is Tehillim in, in Hebrew. And it's, I always say the Hebrew because it's like, you know, that's like the Hebrew has so much of the meaning. Like English is just, it's developed through all these different languages and Latin and all that. But like Hebrew, it's like the, the depth of each like letter, word, and like the numerical value and everything. So... King David wrote, um, Shiviti Hashem Tamid. So it's basically like I set God before me at all times. And then the mm. rest is like, at my right hand, I shall not falter, you know? And Rabbi Natan yeah. of Breslau, this from Rabbi Nachman, one of my favorite rabbis, who like everything I read from him just completely blows my mind. But 
Linux D also has like, uh, there's the definition of that is also like something that's coming against me. That's another way to look at it instead of mm. just by my side, Linux D, like when I set God before me, in front of me, at my side, I shall not falter, you know, when you're keeping. So, yeah, so like breaking down some of the words, Shiviti is connected to Hishtavut, which is equilibrium or like stoicism, like this space of like just having full faith and realizing, like you said, like everything's going to work yeah. out in the end. So being able to be like, okay, let me have this sort of equilibrium instead of like going to like this dark or like this, you know, negative space or whatever you want to call it, which could bring in some of these things. Like you can manifest like, you know, blessings by staying in faithful and in the positive space. Or if you do the opposite, maybe you are manifesting some of these things that you're worried about because you're like, so scared, but almost like bringing it, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, exactly. Shavud and Shavud is also like everything being equal. But that's definitely like one verse that really sticks with me that it's like, you know, if you stay connected to that faith and you realize, like you said, like it, it's all for the good and like tapping into that equilibrium. It's all for the good. And I want to read something you, you, cause I was going through a crisis and I, yeah. I hit up Erez and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. So I was like, Erez, give me some words of wisdom. And it really resonated with me what you said to me. And you said this to me. You said, we have to look for opportunities to let go of control and trust that all will be for the good. We should store up good deeds so the evil that exists will be met by good at the same time. All will be rectified at the right time. Oh, I was like, wait a Damn. second. <laughs> that was yes. so fire. That's so funny. That's, that's actually based, I based that on, I think we were in the Torah reading where you know, like Yosef, Joseph and uh, Technicolor Dreamcoat. So Joseph is like in jail, you know, in Egypt because his brother sold him as a slave or, you know, and so he's in jail and he's like basically telling people their dreams, like, you know, telling them the, I think it was like the, the second to command, the baker and the, the chef and everything. And then the word kind of gets out on his like ability to, to interpret dreams. So then he had, actually ends up getting, you know, pulled out of jail and Pharaoh brings him in to interpret these dreams of like the, you probably know, like the seven fat cows and the seven skinny cows. And like, so all these different people are coming mm -hmm. in and interpreting these mm -hmm. dreams and Pharaoh wasn't, he wasn't satisfied. And what Yosef or Joseph, what he interpreted was that basically that there's going to be these, well, he was saying that there's going to be this time of like plenty and then there's going to be a time of famine and you need to prepare for that. So the other people were like, the other interpreters, they're like, well, that can't be because the cows were existing at the same time. And so the lesson that Joseph said, and it's like when his brothers kept apologizing and were fearful that he was going to take revenge when they finally, when they had to come to him and then he finally like told them, oh, by the way, I'm your brother, Joseph. He had said, I no, of course I'm not going to like take any revenge to you because it was actually all for the good. Like you sold me into slavery, but that put me in a position to mm -hmm. save you guys and the entire like world from this famine. And basically he told the, the people that were also interpreting the dreams, which Pharaoh wasn't happy with it. The reason they're existing at the same time, the seven skinny cows and the seven fat cows is because in the time of the plenty, you need to store up all the, 
provisions basically in that time. So in the time of good, prepare for the time of bad so that in the time of bad, you have that mm. storehouse of good. And because they followed his word, they basically, you know, survived. Otherwise it would have been like completely wiped out. So that was like the big lesson from that, that it's like, you have to sort of prepare for those times because you know that there's going to be challenges and difficulties. And the only way to get through them is like having, when you're in the good space to be able to like have these lessons and have these things that you can hold on to that oftentimes if you don't have them, when you're in a bad space, it's like, well, I'm not going to like start inspiring myself now because I'm like feeling completely down. But if you can like tap into those things from before, you're like, oh yeah, I remember like, I just have to like remember that in the long run, it's going to be good. So I have to just kind of like navigate this thing, realizing that I just have to stay faithful so that even in this time, I can still be like, okay, like it's hard, but it's not going to take me out. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. I, I always remember that from you because, you know, like I have friends who go through certain things and I always <laughs> repeat that text and uh, it's very important. I live by that sort of, serving as a reminder for one another because we we do forget sometimes like the knowledge and the wisdom so i think we're also put in this earth to serve as a reminder for 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 each other you know not to lose sight of god's yeah. promise for us so it reminds me there's one other story when you were talking it also reminded me of this because you were talking about kind of like faith and vision and trust there's a somewhere i made this jacket this one's the kabad jacket so I love that jacket. I told you I yes, love that jacket. That you designed that, right? The Ruby Nachman that I was talking about. This one's actually so you know in Brooklyn there's like seven seventies from Parkway. Probably know like Chabad. They wear like the black hats and like whatever. So that Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, yeah, yeah, yeah. was like the seventh of the Hasidic masters in that dynasty. He like I think he's one of the most powerful spiritual leaders of the last couple hundred years. He basically set up these Chabad houses like all over the world from. The most obscure place, unfortunately, there was like a bombing in the one in Mumbai like a long time ago. So that kind of made the news. But it's like all over the world and it's completely open. And you can just go there if you're traveling and, you know, get like a meal or services or whatever. Like they'll help in any way, whether you're religious or not or Jewish or not. So this, I put all the Hasidic masters names in Hebrew on it. But so, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that's fire. Is the Rebbe Marash and... There's a story that, you know, this is hundreds of years ago, but this innkeeper came to him and, you know, was saying like, he's in a, he's in a bad space. He doesn't know what to do because he has to, you know, provide for his family. And he just feels like he might have to like close what he has. And then he's going to be, you know, in a desperate situation. And the Rebbe Maharaj said, basically, mm -hmm. and this is like the ultimate test of faith, but he's like, prepare for this Shabbat, like just uh, tons of food and prepare all the rooms like as if you're having a ton of guests <laughs> and and like there's nothing booked you know like that was the whole thing that he was coming there for because he's like scared and he doesn't know what to do so he's thinking like okay but you know in his mind is like if i do this and the rev is wrong then i'm complete like then i'm out forever you know like but so he, he ends up he's like okay well i'm gonna listen this is what he's saying he's on a high level like i'm gonna listen to him and i'll do it so he prepared everything food you know, all the rooms are ready. And all of a sudden before Shabbat, like this massive group arrives trying to figure out where they're going to go because they ended up there and they didn't know they were going to be there, but they have to like be something, be here for Shabbat. 
for the time. And uh, the word gets out to him and he greets them. And he's like, well, I actually, this is perfect because I'm all set up to have guests. And like, you guys arrived at the perfect time. And, you know, <laughs> so he made, obviously he, he got that money. And also on top of that, uh, a nice profit. And so he went to the Reverend Maharaj and he said, I don't understand, like, how did you know that this was going to happen? And he said, when you're on a higher mm. level, you could see further. And he didn't mean like, oh. like an egotistic level. It's more like if you can tap into spirituality and the limitless rather than be in this like physical sort of space of finitude of constriction where you can only see you know, the limits of like, okay, I can't do this. I can't do that. Like, this isn't working out, you know, in that space. Like, if you could get on a higher level and, you know, reach above the physicality and tap into spirituality and have that faith, the Rebbe is saying like, then you're actually like, you could visualize it like you're on a higher level, like, you know, it's going to work out and you can manifest that goodness and those blessings to come in. So I thought that was like super dope. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Wait, that is such an important, like, that is such an important message is there because I, I saw a couple of people kind of like come in as you were talking that like making that point. Can you concise <laughs> that? Like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, like a uh, summary. I mean, it might be cool for you to for you really to good. That's really like, good. Because then it'll be kind of like what you took out of it. So what I took out of it is basically not. Okay, so going back to what I said about not focusing on the problems that you see in front of you or like the obstacles that you see in front of you and knowing that everything will turn out in the end. But the way you wrote it in the text message, it was sort of like mathematical. You said that when you store up good deeds, when you store up good deeds, it like everything, let's say you're having like you're experiencing something bad or negative. And prior to that, you did a lot of you did a lot of good deeds, right? So that when you're when you're going through tough times or something negative, to remain in faith because the good deeds will will equalize what's what's happening negatively. Like let's say, okay, I'm gonna give you an example. I'm going through something with with someone that I just recently met. I don't know happenstance, and they just happen to like have ill intention towards me right and correct me if i'm wrong so then i pray about it i'm like well i never did anything bad to this person but i'm gonna continue being nice to this person so then three days later you know come to find out they know someone who knows you who happens to love you like let's say like your godfather or whatever whatever and you tell them the situation and they're like Oh, I know that guy. I, I, you know, like, I could put him in a situation where it'll be bad. So basically, everything, everything in the world connects. So no matter if you're, if you're, if you're experiencing anything bad, God still finds a way to answer and rectify things for you through different mediums or different people. Yeah, I mean, there's totally there's this. So Rabbi Nachman, who I was talking about, like one of my favorite rabbis from a few hundred years ago. He, his whole thing, it's called like Azamra, which is Hebrew for like, I will sing. But it's basically this kind of mind state that, you know, the, the concept of judging everything favorably and judging everybody favorably. So if you look at something, 
somebody did, let's say you're looking at somebody in a certain way or like, you know, your ego is kind of like, you know, they're like rubbing you the wrong way. Or you're thinking like one way or whatever. And you might be looking at them as like, if you look at it like a percentage, like, okay, right now I'm feeling like 99% negativity, like toward, like, I feel like this person's just like, not my vibe, not my style, I'm not trying to bring them into my life or whatever. And then maybe there's like 1% mm -hmm. that like is redeemable or something, you know? So like the Zamra, to like, yeah. which is like, I will sing, which is how, like you said, like flipping something. So you could actually flip it, not only for yourself of how you view it, but because of how you view it, you could also flip how they're viewing you. So if you flip it to 99%, oh. you know what? Like I'm going to look at, instead of, I'm going to ignore the 99% of my normal, like, oh, like, for instance, this morning, I'm at like prayer at the Yemenite synagogue. And this guy, like we're supposed to be praying. And this guy goes to get like a bunch of food, like while we're praying, right? And then he sits down. And instead of praying, like, he's like eating, but it's like not even like I'm hearing every bite. And with every bite, I'm just like, oh, killing me, dude. Oh, like, I want to be like in the zone. And I'm like, but first of all, like, he might have already prayed like two hours, probably, like at six in the morning or whatever. And maybe he was just super hungry and like he needs it for his blood. Trip. Like, who knows? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's one way to look at yeah. it. But I was also looking at it like, you know what? This is, everything is just like the divine, like God is just putting all these different things for us to like overcome. Like there's the concept of tikkun to like rectify these different things within ourselves. So like, if I'm seeing that, like God's saying like, okay, you think you're so loving and compassionate all the time. Like this is bugging you out. And you're looking at this person negative instead of overcoming your thing and realizing like, who knows why he's doing that? It, but like, it doesn't matter. Like you need to not let it bother you. You know what I'm saying? And that was just an example for me. Mm. But in the other examples of people that we're always feeling this towards, the idea is if we, we can kind of set aside the, this maybe judging something unfavorably and put that to the side, maybe that's 99% of what we're seeing because it's clouding our, you know, perspective of this person, person. And if we yeah, can only like, right. look at, in Hebrew, it's Nikudat like the one good point, like maybe it's 1%, like one good thing. Okay, like everybody has something good, you know what I'm saying? So if we can look for that one thing and then start, start to expand that, then, then we could flip it from now, mm. all of a sudden I'm like starting to see more positive, more positive, because I'm looking through that lens, so I'm manifesting that. And then you switch it from mm. 99, that's like 99% good. And then maybe there's like 1%, but it gets like wiped out. Okay. The idea is that then you could bring that to the other person because you're already like, you're emanating that energy. You're bringing that illumination and then they start feeling that. And then you actually can bring the good. And if we could all do that, you know, if we could shift like global consciousness towards just light and love, like then there is no bad. Like it's, it's, we're creating all of this stuff, you know, like separation. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh my goodness. Like I wish they could teach this in schools. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, spirituality. Cause we'd have a yeah, different world like if they taught this in school. They fall into spirituality in different ways and like later, but it's not like an essential part of like, you know, teaching in the beginning, like, like you said, yeah, it's it's unfortunate because as we see, people need that. Like more and more people have come into contact with them. Like, wow, like this person's going through this difficult thing, like really struggling. 
And I remember one person I was in touch with for like a while because she was just like super dope, really funny, like amazing. I'm like, wow, this person's like, just the way they view things and like they're, you know, especially you see in comedy, you're like, wow, this person's like brilliant because they could like see this one example or something that's like happening in life, but like flip it to this and that perspective and whatever. And I remember at one point they messaged me, what's up, Moshe, you want to come say hi? My kid just ran in the room. They, they messaged me like, just to let you know, because maybe we didn't, we were just in touch and we didn't meet, I don't even remember, but you know, like, I feel like you have this fantasy of who I am and it's not who I am at all. So just like a kind of a warning, like they're feeling like really down. And I'm like, this is so nuts because she doesn't realize that she's the one that has the fantasy. She thinks that she is in all of these wow. things wow. and she's living in that space. And so she's like literally living in this dark space and just like nothing's working out. And like, you know, like, and you could be in that space and like nothing, like nothing is going to work out. Cause you're not motivating yourself to go get whatever it is. And you're not, you're canceling on everybody and everything and all like the fun stuff that brings in blessings because you're in that constricted space. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. Like you are that, like, I see that, like, you're super dope. Like you're funny, amazing, sweet, smart. Like you're the one that's living in the fantasy of like what you think you are, which you aren't. You're stuck in this like picture that you painted and it's like not you at all. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, damn, like, that's so, mm. and it's so tough when you see that because you, like, want to be able to, like, shift that person, you know, but, like, they have Help. to kind of Yeah, it shift it immediately on their own. Yeah, yeah, like, um, okay, like, I, and I don't know how much more time we have, but, like, this is my talk, so I could talk about this all night. But, like, there's a situation that I'm observing around me between friends, and, we we spoke about the spirit of saboteur and i i just got introduced to this it's like the, the spirit of saboteur basically someone who you know kills steals and destroys and distracts basically you know from the purpose of 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 someone so when when i observe things like that from an outsider looking in i asked myself what made them get to that position in, in, in their life? Is it them that's attracting that because they need to grow and evolve? Or is it the other person who's the one who's causing the distraction, the chaos, the, you know, the betrayal? Who's attracting what? And I know that may be kind of like a, like a sidebar, but I think everything ties into one another because like you said, the main important thing is like our perspective and through what lens do we see the world? What, through what yeah. lens do we see so, this I world? So I mean, in Kabbalah, there's this concept, Melech Shlomo, King, King Solomon said like, everything in this world is equally balanced. And like a lot of people know about the tree of life, the Sphira, which I don't have it over here, but it's over there if you want to see. But yeah, so the idea in Kabbalah, like all of those, that tree of life, it's all the different Kabbalistic concepts of bringing in this light. And it's like reflects like how the world was created, how we interact with the world. And it represents also our body and just elevation. So that's like on the positive and on the light and connected to the divine. But at the same time, there's also the opposite. So there's like the tree of death, you know, and in, in, in Judaism and Kabbalah, it's like the Sitra Akra, which is like, it means like Akra, Akra, like the other side. So it's that concept that it's like, 
for there to be free will, for there to be, for us to be able to bring in the light, we have to constantly choose it. And when you're talking about the saboteur, so the sitra is like the energy of the saboteur. It's like, mm. it's, it's always there as a balance so that either like at every moment, like the world is recreated at every moment. Like God is like continuously, you know, having, sustaining the world and recreating it. Um, and we see that through plants and just all life and ev everything. The idea is that, you know, in that same way, like one thing I always think about is like, so we're, we're recreating our, our journey and our path and our story and our life at every moment too. So, you know, when people think about, they're worried about mm. the past or they're like where they're at and, you know, so much of this fear and worry is like things that aren't even going to happen. You know, like there's millions of examples, like pretty much everything you ever worry about. And then later you're like, oh my God, like that. Okay, maybe it even took three months, but like it completely worked out and all of this growth happened from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even for me, like there was a time after I got divorced and I was going through all this different stuff, I started to get like, like I think I had one panic attack, you know? And after that, all of my panics were like, if, were like the worry of having another panic attack. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't specifically something that there was a panic attack from. It was like, oh my God, like if I had it once, like it could happen, what if it happens now? And then just freaking out. And then luckily like, and also reading this book, Dr. David Hawking's Letting Go, that was like super helpful, but. Wait, who, that David Hawkins is the one no, 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 in, in, no, in the wheelchair? That's, um, what is his name, Richard? Stephen, that's Stephen, Stephen Hawking. No, oh, this is sorry, David sorry. Hawking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, um, sorry. I think I'm getting his okay. name right. But anyway, he wrote a book, Letting Go. It's pretty popular, so you can look on, um, on Amazon. And I, I want you to meet Kai, by the way. He's, he's in the tech field, and he, he seems to be oh, very nice. interested in this conversation. I don't know if you uh, want to bring him up. Uh, yeah, we could. I mean, well, we're going to finish pretty soon, so I feel like we could do another. We could do part two, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, unless you want to, we could. Okay. Um, it's up to you. Fin yeah, 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 yeah. So, finish finish yeah, your I mean, thoughts. I'm totally down for whatever you think. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so later, like, my kid started getting like like years later like my kids started getting like these panic attacks from just you know just different like mm. i mean school pressure and just maybe even just us getting divorced but like later you know it hitting him or something i don't know but i was like oh my god thank god that i went through this stuff and got through it and now completely like have you know mastered and understand that a lot of it has to do with like breathing like a lot of people who are in that you know, in letting mm. go, it's talking about like, you know, so much of it is like this fear and this resistance to it. So we have to like figure out how we can be like, okay, instead of like me pushing this thing away, that's making it so much stronger and making my fear and the panic so much stronger. Let me just bring that in, like, be like, okay, this has happened prior and I was completely fine. Like let this happen. But I think for me, what I realized was, and for a lot of people, it's like this breathing that you feel like, you can't breathe like that's a, a big fear for people when they're going through it and what i especially through mm. yoga because a lot of the breathing it's like okay now we're just going to breathe out through our nose like not through our mouth and all this kind of stuff so I, what i told my kid was and i think is super helpful and hopefully this helps whoever might be listening yeah because i i need breathing techniques like even when i'm like a day-to-day -day, like a day-to-day -day kind of thing i yeah. need to practice yeah, better so breathing much is for sure in that and you know people do breath work workshops all the time and but so for me, like what I was trying to tell him was, if you're worried about your breathing through your mouth and you're like overanalyzing your breath through your mouth, don't even breathe through your mouth. Like close your mouth, cover it even with your hand and just start breathing through your nose. 
And then you can take out that worry and realize like, mm-hmm. oh wait, I can just breathe through my nose. Like, and then you don't have to be like overanalyzing, how's my breath right now? Like, did I catch my breath? Am I having like a regular breath right now? Or is this like a different, you know what I mean? Like if you, your mind just starts to like completely freak out and overanalyze it and the fear starts to like keep building. So with him, I was just like, just close your mouth, cover it and be like, I don't even need to breathe through my mouth. I can just breathe through my nose and just start breathing in and out through your nose. And then you yeah. can like wipe away that whole fear of overanalyzing breathing through your, through your mouth. But like, yeah, I was just so thankful. And oftentimes we don't realize like that, that was like a nightmare. I mean, I was just like, this is the worst thing ever because it could be mm. super paralyzing. You might be like, I'm about to go on stage. Like what if it happens now, you know? But like at the same time for me, I'm like, yeah. if my kid's going through that, I wouldn't be able to help him had I not gone through that. And it wasn't like it took me out. Like I got through it. You know what I mean? And now I'm like, it's now true, I can actually like, be like, dude, I went through that. Like, let me walk you through this. And that's, there's nothing I want more than being able to like help my kids through everything at every given moment. You know what I mean? So yeah, from that perspective, mm. it's like, okay, we got to go through these things, but that's how you could help. Like, you know what I'm saying? Other people, if you've gone through that and you can be like, okay, now I can be of service to all these other people. I love that. Yes. Yeah, so basically the takeaway I got from that is, don't be afraid of going through tough times because those tough times build your character in order for you to help out your exactly. brothers and your sisters. And like, if you're going through it, it means, you know, yeah. that you can get, get through it. Like God doesn't give anybody like a challenge that they can't get through. So it's like, okay, I was given that challenge because I'm going to be able to overcome it in an authentic and real way. Like if I got through it in two seconds, I wouldn't be able to help my kid. Be like, whatever, man, that's nothing. Like I would minimize it yeah. in my, you know what I mean? Cause I wouldn't know, but like the fact that it took me so long to get to that perspective. And like, I really understood, I mean, this is obviously just one example, but like how that was. And like, I understand how scary that is. So like I could be there and be like, yo, like I know that this is real and really difficult and I can like authentically be there and walk this person through as long as it's going to take, you know what I mean? So that's why it's also not only do you have to go through it, but it has to like be real and take time and be difficult and be hard. And then after you go through it, you're like, wow, this is like another tool in the box to be of service to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love being reminded of, of those things. It's, it's important for us to navigate this world in a balanced way. Because we, we could get caught up in the distractions and yeah. just like the noise, well, you know? I'm going to end it actually just thinking about that because the name of my third book that came out last week, The Sound of Illumination. Yes, yeah. that's your Number third three. book. Congrats. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so like, like you said with the distractions, so I called it The Sound of Illumination because it's based on the third book of the Torah, Vayikra, like, and I will call out. But also with this concept of like you're talking about, so much of these difficulties, especially panic attacks, it's like we're thinking it's this distraction and these stories and these fears and all these things that are happening in our head. And how do we get rid of that? It's by the sound of illumination is silence. <laughs> how do we silence? How do we mm-hmm. silence all of these things so that we can be present? Because panic attacks, it means we're not present. That's why it's happening. You know, fear of what might happen, you know, in a second. I'm going to go to the hospital or like I'm not going to be able to breathe and this is going to happen. Or like 
you know, all this stuff happened in the past or somebody's like messaging us or like, you know, just being super toxic and all these, and you're just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to have a pan. Like you're so fearful, but like, if you could be present and like you said, like have that faith and you know, like it's gonna, this is something we got to go through. This is super difficult, but I'm going to get through it. So let me tap into that faith that it's going to work and not be freaking out right now that it's not. Let me get that equilibrium like we were talking about. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, it's about the balance and just finding your center, yeah. like centering yourself. Because like, like I said, like I don't, we don't practice toxic positivity. Like there's no way every day of your life is just going to be, you're just going to be happy. I think people who live like that are delusional, no offense. But, like, you're going to feel all of the different emotions that human beings are supposed to feel. But learning how to navigate through it is, you know, what we need to learn how to manage and, and yeah, totally. you know, navigate I mean, through Yeah, there's going to be that. I think it's, it's more of a matter of being able to not get lost in it. Like, I think relationships and breakups, like, there's so much to be learned from that, you know. And I was going through one, like, a year ago that was really mm-hmm. difficult that I was still thankful for later because I got to put so much of it into the writing of these books and be in this space of like, that's adjacent to other people or in other spaces, you know, like this is a breakup. Like, it's like, you know, we make things as big or as small as we want, but so for somebody else, it's like, well, I'm going through this thing. Like this is real. And that's like nothing, you know, whatever, but it's as big as, you know, you imagine it to be. But I think the lesson there is like, it's just this fear, you know, a lot of people, they're, you know, they can get really depressed and down because they built this idea that this person is maybe either the only one for them, like their soulmate, or, you know, like maybe this was one, my one chance and I'm, and I just screwed it up and like, that was it. Like this was the person and the next person is going to be lesser or whatever, but we're like always changing. So like what, whoever we are in this relationship, like, I mean, God willing, like the idea is that like, a month from now, a week from now, like we're different. We've fixed and we've rectified different things in our lives and we're continuously changing in that way. And so maybe it's a year or two down the line, but we're going to find somebody who is aligned with that person. And because we're mirrors, we're always finding, you know, like God's basically like anything you come in, you come into contact with a situation or a person, it's like something that we need to rectify or we need to learn from yeah so learn from them. in that same way like, yeah we're attracting you know what we need to learn from but also the space that we're in so the idea is you know instead of like existing in the space of fear that promotes this sort of depressive or this like sad state of feeling faithless and hopeless you know in this situation that oh, i'm not gonna find so we have to remember that it's like no like i let me learn even if i didn't fix it then let me learn from that and fix it now and let me level up so like i shouldn't be worried that i'm not gonna get that like i should be like let me get myself better and do the inward work and then the next thing is gonna be even doper because i'm in like a more you know elevated and expanded state you know what i'm saying so it's hard to do that (laughs) yeah yeah no i agree because like where i'm at in my life right now literally Erez, i could like i couldn't even make this up but everywhere I go, it's like I I get a compliment. Like, man, like your your vibration is just so high because people can see I'm happy, like just right. existing. Like, <laughs> I'm happy just existing. But you know, 
me being in the state, like no one really knows the dark times I had to go through in the past and, you know, reprogram reprogramming my mind, like restructurizing the way I think about things, my thought process, being mindful of the things that I consume, whether that's, food, you know, the food that I eat or the books that I read and even the things that I watch and the music that I listen to. So I'm very, very vigilant. Sorry, I'm studying a lot. I'm very vigilant in what I allow to be my circumference. And even friends and people that I meet for the first time, like as soon as I, you know, get like some type of bad vibe where I feel like they're like a disrespectful person, I don't even give them a second chance. Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know? That reminds me of trying to practice the Zamra. I was at this Grammy party Actually, I did uh, this one girl who I met for a second because we were like taking photos or something. And then she's like, oh, do you mind taking photos? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then we connect on IG and then that was it. Then she like started watching my stuff and she commented on one and then we connected. And I was like, you want to do an elevate every day? Because I saw the way she was commenting one in a row was super deep. Oh, that's Nova. the one yeah, that yeah. we saw so, with the green yeah, hair? Yeah. So she's super She's dope. fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was she's just like a fire. one second yeah. like, encounter. It's like crazy what could happen after. But yeah, she's super dope. But anyways, so this other guy, I was wearing my black Rebbe Nachman one, my jacket, and, you know, different people were coming up, like, talking to me because of that, which is cool. This guy mentioned something. Then later, I'm, like, in the hallway, and he comes up to me, and he says something like, you know, that jacket's like, that's like, you know, because I said Rebbe Nachman and Rebbe Nathan, they were like, you know, it's like the, the sun and the moon. So, like, in a sense, Rebbe Nachman was like the sun, and Rebbe Nathan is like the moon, because he doesn't have any light of him of his own. He basically nullified everything he knew before and came completely open to Rabbi Nachman and brought like the biggest light from Rabbi Nachman's teachings and reflected that out like the moon. But anyways, so I was like, that's crazy what you said. And then he told me, you know, I don't normally go out to like these things like, because he was saying like, I'm really deep and like everybody's so shallow. They're always trying to get things from you and like bringing all this negative energy, whatever. And I was like, you know, I was at this one party and I kind of felt similar. Like I kind of walked out feeling like, ah, why was I even here? Like everybody, you know, I was like judging it and whatever I brought to it. And I told this to one yeah. of my friends, Moshe Storch, and he was like, and this stuck with me. He's one of my friends is calling. Am I back? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you get, I, put I was like, where did you? People can still call. They're probably calling a couple of times. So one of my friends was like, yeah, but what was your purpose in being there? Like, you're focused on how you're viewing them. Like, maybe your purpose is to go there and bring positivity to it. And then you could uplift and elevate, like, the whole scenario, you know? So I was, like, telling him that. And I was, like, sharing this story. And then the other thing, he was, like, saying, like, God, you know, God's name was, he didn't even speak it. Like, I am all that I am. Like, he was, like, it, he didn't even speak it. It was just an inhale and an exhale. And I was like, well, it's crazy because in Hebrew, it's like, eh, yeah, like I will be. And like, I'm reading that. I was like, that's like, eh, like that's like an inhale and exhale. I was like, that's so crazy what you said. And we were just like talking and like just vibing or whatever. And then I like shared this, like hoping he wouldn't see it. I didn't say who it was, but I shared it on my, like I went in the next room and just like filmed something because it was just kind of dope. Like we just, this connection and like changing like this, you know what I mean? Like just having this conversation it seems like shift his mood and he was super positive so i shared the video later and then he found me on ig or he watched it or whatever and then he commented on it like on a dm and he's just like 
dude, you changed my life or whatever. And I was like, it's so crazy. Like you could go to a party, you know what I mean? And like, and now he could hopefully like take that lesson and go into other things. And instead of him feeling like, man, this is why I don't go out. Like F these people, like, and just looking at it in a bad way. Like he could be like, nah, like, why am I here? Like, let me find the sparks of goodness and the light. Yeah, I love that. So basically you're saying like every every situation or every place that we end up is a as a purpose and a season for it but it's up to us to be vigilant and pay attention to what the message is being sent. Exactly. Like moment. the Baal Shem Tov, he's like a Hasidic master who like was the top before like all these Rabbi not all these Chabad ones. Like you were saying we're all mirrors of each other and but like so we're showing so when we're seeing the deficiency of another person, it's really something that we need to work on. That's why we're seeing it. But like all of existence is the conversation mm. with the Shekhinah, which is like the, the indwelling of the feminine, the divine feminine, which is like God's presence in this world is called the Shekhinah. So all of life is a conversation. So we're either connecting through light to this indwelling, this divine feminine, or we're moving away from it. And all of the situations that were, they come to us, it's just showing us like, this is another thing we need to work on. And if we don't, if we view it through an ego way or like viewing it like, ah, oh, that person and judging and you know what I mean? Like, we're just going to keep being shown that until we realize, oh, wait, that's something that is annoying me because it's something within me that I need to work on. Once we work on it, then, we, then we're going to be shown the next thing. But like the whole life is this, it disappears, yes. <laughs> with the divine feminine and how we interact with that. So if we keep fixing it, then we keep leveling yeah. up. We're in this expanded state of consciousness. We're bringing, we're living in positivity and blessings. We're bringing in more blessings. We're existing in love. We're, you know, promoting love with other people. And then we're like, oh wow, no, this is dope. Like now I'm feeling dope. Like now I'm feeling great. Like life is great because I'm like able to view it that it's great. I'm able to make it great you know what i mean like manifested into that yeah i agree yeah i think also too like that comes with patience because i remember i don't know about you but when we were like i don't know like late teens we we wanted to learn things so fast because we didn't want to experience the pain we didn't want to experience the heartache we didn't want to experience the darkness but i mean the moment that i put in my head that life is just light and darkness you know you'll have good times you'll have bad times i'm yeah. much more at peace 100 percent. i mean that's the whole thing with people you know they have everybody has like their different views of what's good or what's bad but we keep talking about parties but like you can go to a party and like you know one person's having the worst time ever because they're just looking at it like man why did i even come here and blah 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 the other person's just like i'm gonna make this dough this is amazing you know and it's just Again, it's just like how you are viewing it, how you want to manifest it, how you're like viewing your purpose and even being there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could just be like, who knows? Like, there's infinite possibilities. That's why it's so dope. Like, when you meet a new person, that's just like every single person is a world onto themselves. They're a universe. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you meet that, like, when you mm. meet people and you're like open and they're open and you're both like positive, whatever, you get like new energy. You're just like, you know, I mean, at least I do. I get like renewed. I'm like, yo, this this is so dope. <laughs> like, you feel like just the world opened up again and everything started to make sense. And like, you just get so excited. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you just need to, that's yeah. how you have to be. Like, cause yeah. 
when you're doing that and that's like a product of being present, you know, like if you're talking to somebody, you're not present, you're thinking about other stuff, then yeah, like that's probably not going to happen. But if you're able to actually be present and talk to this person and be like completely open and loving and like just listening and actually like connecting with this person, then you could get that, you can get that life, you know, like that all of a sudden like, ah, you know, like it's amazing. And there's actually this verse I wrote about in the intro of all the books because there's like a little intro that's like the same in all of them. And it just stuck out with me that God is like telling Moses, like, go up on this mountain, you know, and there he's going to like reach, see the promise land. But he's like telling him, and there's no extra words in the Bible, in the Torah. But he says, and the question's always like, he says, go up on this mountain and be there. So the question's always like, why would you like, there's never like superfluous, there's no extra words. Like, it's like, you know, every single thing it's written, especially if it's something that seems redundant, then there's like something to be learned in that. It's like for a specific reason. So what we're learning from that is God's telling Moses, like, it's not enough to just like take that one step, go to the mountain, whatever. Like, okay, I told you to go to the mountain. You went to the mountain. Like, that's not enough. Like you also need to like actually be there and be present for like the goodness to manifest for like you to connect to the light. It's not about just going there. It's about like actually being there. And especially now, like, that's, like, the ultimate lesson, you know, because everyone's, like, you could be, like, out to dinner with somebody you like, and you just keep checking your phone every couple minutes, and you know what I mean, or whatever it is. It's, like, you're not present. How are you going to enjoy life? Like, the the Ishbitzer Rebbe, like, this other master was, like, what's the most precious thing in this world? And he says, life itself. But how can you, how can you bring that, mm. that preciousness, that life itself, that, like, amazing gift that is life, you can only bring it if you're actually living it. And you can only live it if you're actually present yeah. in it, in the moment, you know? That's true. You know, this conversation, <laughs> I mean, your conversations are always You do. I'm happy that we, you know, got to finally connect more than just like that <laughs> WhatsApp messaging. <laughs> Word. Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to, we're going to talk. Um, This was, this was scheduled for Erez's podcast live. But, I, you know, I would love to have a conversation For with sure, you yeah, online as well. All right. I got to jump. I got to get my kids. <laughs> Thanks. All right. You Thank too. you, Arez. Right, I appreciate you. Bye.